Namaste and welcome to another episode of the Bharat Vartha Weekly. I'm Roshan Karyapa and I have with me Nirav Kanodra as well to run you through the news and events of the week that was. Uh, slim pickings this week. Uh, we'll bring you updates from the Indian Minister of External Affairs, Dr. S. Jayashankar's meeting with the U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, uh, and also updates from the Asian Games and the Cricket World Cup. Uh, meanwhile, a couple of things. Uh, you know, Bangalore natives were stranded in traffic uh, on Wednesday. I mean, this was worse than usual. Uh, people took uh, about three or four hours uh, to, you know, get across maybe like five or six kilometers. Um, reports of, uh, you know, school children reaching at about 12 in the uh, midnight and so on and so forth. Um, the city's infrastructure has been crumbling for a while, I should say. I mean, for a while, uh, irrespective of what government is at the uh, helm. Uh, right and uh, and meanwhile i mean the uh, migrants continue to increase uh, population keeps uh, rising here and so uh, i think the resources are simply not able to keep up right and uh, I, I suppose you know the only answer is some kind of a uh, some kind of a technology and a planning uh, orientation uh, to solving this right i mean need of any thoughts i mean how does singapore manage some of this stuff oh, no so i think one is you have to invest a lot more on uh, public transport. So, obviously, Bangalore and Bangalore now is spread out and become a bigger city and bigger population in Singapore. But first and foremost, I think, uh, like Mumbai has a suburban railway, Bangalore should start a suburban railway. Uh, already has the railway tracks, say a railway track going towards Mysore, another one going towards Chennai, another one going towards Hyderabad, etc. I think it's got like radially five lines going out and uh, maybe that infra which is already existing needs to be used. Uh, Huge exp uh, spending on, say, probably public buses and fast tracking any metro projects. So, all of these things, plus with a little more hybrid working, plus with uh, the taxi unions are actually opposing carpooling, but I think encouraging carpooling, all those kind of things uh, probably could do it. A lot of people do virtue signaling or, say, doing odd even, etc. But that is only possible if you have an alternative uh, public transport available that oh you should have congestion pricing like london has it or new york has it. so those are like different countries different things uh there they don't have such a shortage of infra right there they can you can put in congestion charging so that people are incentivized to take the train right so i think uh, for all large asian cities is a different model so absolutely and now this has to become a political issue where for the municipal election for the state election for the central election this has to become an issue and politicians only respond to incentives. So they will get things done when they are pushed in a corner. Yeah. No, and I think, uh, you know, we've spoken about this earlier also, right? The mayoral term has to be increased. I mean, it's just about one year right now. Uh, and, you know, hardly anything gets uh, done in that time. Uh, by some estimates, about 30-35,000 cars uh, uh, come into the road every day, new cars, right? And uh, at the pace at which it's rising, I mean, I, I'm not sure if the, uh, you know, infrastructure is going to keep up, uh, really. You know, last year we saw with the rains and everything, the flooding and, and all of that stuff. The thing with public transport here is that a couple of challenges, right? So one is that the last mile is still not sorted for sure. Uh, right, and it's not like we have cycle lanes here and so on, like maybe oh, London and Singapore. So that, you need even on the last mile, probably yeah. you need like rapid shuttle buses from every metro station, exactly. and every train station, and as much as I like it, don't like it, maybe a dedicated auto station or all of those things. So, yeah. which makes someone who gets off from a train get out and get into the next uh, mode of transport pretty quickly, so that they reach their 
eventual destination so absolutely yeah. no that i think to an extent there is but the other larger uh, issue so so to speak is the fact that you know cars are aspirational here right i mean it's not like you see you know ceos of uh, large corporations uh, uh, you know taking the bike to uh, work like it may happen in new york or you know singapore or london right um yeah uh, i hope uh, something happens on this front uh, certainly i mean as a bangalore native i mean i feel like uh, you know we can't survive any longer on the same thing uh, right uh, also sadly ms swaminathan the father of india's green revolution passed away uh, he was an agronomist uh, and a scientist and also an institution builder uh, right i mean he established the nuclear research laboratory uh, at the iari he played a role in uh, promoting and setting up the international crop research institute uh, and so on and so forth his work spanned uh, plenty of countries not just india uh, right uh, china vietnam myanmar uh, sri lanka uh, other asian countries as well uh, so om shanti all right let's get to uh, the couple of topics that uh, we wanted to discuss uh, for this week uh, Over the past week, Indian Minister for External Affairs, Dr. S. Jayashankar, was in the USA to meet with U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken to discuss key issues and attend a UN General Assembly. In his meeting with Secretary Blinken, Dr. Jayashankar said that they had exchanged notes on global developments. And what was interesting, however, was America's silence about the whole India-Canada issue, uh, despite promising them full support. Uh, later in a speech at the UNGA. uh dr jayashankar took a subtle dig at uh, canada and called out their double standards he also spoke for the expansion of the un permanent members and questioned the un's credibility uh dr jayashankar further went on to flaunt india's relationship with russia while speaking at uh the hudson university while also clarifying that india and its dealings is non west and not anti west uh you know i've been listening to plenty of commentary uh, and, and you know for some of the for some of the american commentators right it seems kind of weird that uh, you know uh, the us establishment is quoting a country which is you know on good terms with uh, russia so how does this all play out uh, nirav you know what is the us trying to gain out of india and uh, yeah and are we kind of uh, playing our i mean how are we playing our cards so one is see i think everybody there are no permanent friends no permanent enemies only permanent interests so that is one thing second is india has to play a balancing act that india has to look at its own interest and say can we get cheap oil from russia our arms ammunition uh, procurement is dependent on russia so you have to you cannot uh, put sanctions on them etc also the west right now is actually happy that if india is picking up russian oil the uae and saudi oil which was going to india is instead going to europe so in effect that the there's not that big a price shock already commodity prices are rising but it's not that big so that's the other thing as for canada i think what has happened is this saga has gone on too long or maybe behind the scenes there will be some things and uh, things will work out but uh, us realizes that us now needs india as a counterweight to china so uh, us is also leaning towards india and uh, here the thing is uh whichever way you may say the uh, hardeep singh nijar was not that uh, that critical an asset for canada right at west he was like a plumber who was plying his trade at worst he was like a terrorist so this also creates a lot of problems i think behind the scenes what is being discussed we really don't know but publicly not making a statement has shown that the us is standing with india on this topic 
that is there and what jay shankar has clearly said right that the west probably uh, is used to having a vassal agreement uh, with uh, arrangement with all the global south and we've had this history of colonialism which we did not we suffered a lot so we don't want to go there we might be weaker but we are not going to be subordinate right and uh, so he said yeah we are not anti west but we are standing for our own uh, viewpoints and we are standing for our own interests so i think that has been made quite clearly he's been like by far like uh, the most articulate foreign minister that india has had and like with he's shown like his you know iron fist in a velvet glove if if i would describe him so i think he's done quite well uh, see all these are very delicate things also this is what you would call like 3d chess or multi dimensional chess everybody has their own different uh, viewpoints different interests how do you play the balancing game and uh, jay shankar being a seasoned diplomat obviously is probably the best suited person for the job in the country but uh, yeah i think all of these things will play out over a period of time and i think india has shown its seriousness about combating khalistani elements so that seriousness has been like very well conveyed by standing up and not bending back uh, to canada yeah no i think uh, you know obviously visa uh, situation we know i mean there are restrictions and so on and there are also some talk that their oci ca- cards will be uh, cancelled uh, land has been seized land and property and so on right uh, <laughs> the funny thing was uh, you know the former diplomat deepak vora uh, his claims that you know justin trudeau was on cocaine and he had cocaine on the flight and so on uh, right and you know while that was like a bit of a bouncer uh justin trudeau's uh, administration came out and and clarified that that's not the case right i mean uh so that that was hilarious and uh, hardeep singh nijar's uh, 21 year old son has claimed that uh, nijar met with the canadian intelligence as often as twice a week uh, so there is some speculation that nijar was also maybe an asset of the csis um, right uh, so we'll bring you updates on that front uh, moving on uh, the asian games 2023 have been going on for a week now in china So far, India is in the fourth position, trailing behind China, Japan, and South Korea, uh, with uh, eight gold medals, twelve silver medals, and thirteen bronze medals, tallying up to thirty-three medals overall. Uh, next week, India is all set to kick off the ICC Cricket World Cup 2023 on October 5th, uh, with the finals on November 19th. The tournament will begin uh, with England versus New Zealand. Uh, the fifth game in the tournament is India's first game, and we will be playing against Australia. Uh, not much hype about either of these uh, you know whether it's the asian yeah. games or the cricket world cup something seems to be amiss uh, nirav i don't know if it's the india yeah. canada situation taking away you know all the spotlight from these or what do you think so could be could be i think like uh, maybe the asian games because maybe because it's in hangzhou china i think the indian media is not playing it up that uh, uh, big compared to the commonwealth games right so anyways uh, India is kind of in the familiar position where it is always there behind uh, China, Korea, and Japan on the medal tally. So if we see uh, the India does very well in track and field in the uh, Asian Games compared to say Commonwealth Games where there are a couple of like African nations or the US isn't there. That's why in the US in the Olympics and uh, India. doesn't do as well in asian games in table tennis and in badminton because the asian countries are there which are not part of the commonwealth but 
apart from that i think see if we, we need to try and celebrate so there are few things which i'm looking forward to so there's aditi ashok who came fourth in the olympics in women's golf so she has a shot neera chopra obviously i think 4th october is his uh, uh, javelin event uh, then you have uh, uh, if we remember in the commonwealth games there was avinash sable in the steeple chase right uh, so that it'll be interesting uh, you have the men's 400 uh, meter uh, relay team yeah 400 400 the, sorry yeah yeah so that in the in the international athletics meet uh, they went into the finals and i think there they came sixth but in the heats they actually came second so i think and they broke the asian record yeah only behind the us ones, actually in that uh, in that race yeah yeah but that was in the that was the heats in the semis and then then in the main event they were behind uh, us and jamaica and so i think these are quite few interesting things uh, basically it's been my long standing hope uh, that india becomes a sports playing nation from a sports watching nation i am one of the generation who has been a sports watcher so that is a, uh, as expected women's world t- women's t20 in asian games india won comfortably in the finals so uh, i think india beat sri lanka so yes i think the other few uh, events have been uh, 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 shooting the air pistol uh, where i think uh, indian women did manage to get a silver so that, that is another one uh, last asian games in jakarta i think india total 70 medals i think halfway through in the first week we have 34 so we are on track to get something similar i hope we keep improving so i think this is asian games and then uh, we have next year the paris olympics so hopefully every event by event india continues to win do better than the previous time and uh, so that would be great i think uh, there is no idea i don't know when the wrestling events are there's been a lot of controversy around wrestlers so i don't know what happens usually india wins a lot in the asian games in wrestling as well so that is there and then like cricket world cup odi 50 over uh, this is going to be very interesting uh, 10 teams no west indies no zimbabwe so west indies two time winner could not qualify and uh, it's a round robin every team plays each other once and then followed by semis and finals uh, indian itinerary is interesting Uh, india is playing all their nine games on nine different grounds all over the country so it's great i think bcci has done let's say like a shoddy job in like ticket sales uh, venkatesh prasad has also commented on it on twitter but uh, hopefully i think all the tickets will be sold out we maybe tough to get it or maybe there'll be people buy via scalpers and uh, this whole event uh, hopefully uh, goes through fantastically well uh, last three world cups the host team has won it 2019 england won it in england 2015 australia won it in australia 2011 india won it in india so hoping india can win it again at home that would be fantastic uh, but yeah it's it's going to be very interesting i think now cricket has become uh, fewer surprises recently the strong teams are very strong and the next teams uh, are like a little bit distance away but let's see if we see any surprises so uh, warm up games have already started today there's india england i think yesterday New Zealand beat Pakistan so yeah uh, that will be interesting
Yeah. I mean the the hype certainly has been uh, less this time right I mean I remember yes. the 96 world cup and even the 2011 world cup uh, right I mean it was uh, the cricket fever had gripped the country uh, right I mean it's not the uh, it's not it's not the same I suppose uh, and on the asian games front I mean in general I'm actually rooting for track and field success I mean I think it kind of hits differently you know uh, to watch uh, indians win in running or uh, you know jumping or whatever else uh, so yeah All right uh, so this is a short and sweet uh, bharatvartha weekly uh, you know we publish episodes on uh, politics policy and culture a few times a week uh, next week we have uh, an interesting discussion with rishab watts who's an academic uh, with interest in geopolitics uh, we'll be talking about the india canada situation and a few other things uh, so you can catch that and in the velina uh, velina stock series we have a new episode coming up as well we'll uh, uh, we'll update who the guest is on our social platforms so do stay tuned and uh, that's it from us thank you so much for joining us if you like our content don't forget to rate and review us uh, like share subscribe all of the good stuff thank you for joining us again and uh, from nirav and myself do stay safe take care and jai hind